Wrestling Contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Freds. What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come into the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. What is going on, folks, and welcome to episode 104 of the Fretzelmania podcast. That's a bad one. I, of course, am Mr. Fretz. This is the No Way Out 2003 Go Home Show from Canseco Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. But first, that week in the wrestling, that bloody week in the wrestling, we also had Monday Night Raw from February 17th. 2003 from the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio, the home of the Columbus Blue Jackets. We had Rob Van Dam, accompanied by Kane, defeating Lance Storm, one half of the Tag Team Champions, with William Regal, other half of the Tag Champs, to gain a little bit of momentum ahead of their tag title match at No Way Out. Victoria, accompanied by Stephen Richards, and Jazz defeated the team of Jacqueline and Molly Holly. Oh, yo, it's the Mac Militant. We have Rodney Mac, the former Red Black, the very, very short time bodyguard of John Cena, accompanied by Teddy Long, thugging and bugging enterprises, y'all, defeated Al Snow in just over a minute. The Dream Team of Shawn Michaels and Jeff Hardy defeated good Canadian buddies Chris Jericho and Christian. The Hurricane defeated Christopher Nowinski. Three-minute warning and Rico beat Spike Dudley in a handicap match, I'm guessing because Eric Bischoff is power-tripping or he's, uh, he's on a time crunch here, I think, because a little while ago I talked about him on Raw having 30 days to save the brand or he's fired, and this is probably amongst what he was doing. The team of former frenemies, former WCW tag team, no, former WCW World Heavyweight title opponents, mainly on the last Nitro, Scott Steiner and Booker T defeated World Heavyweight Champion Triple H and Batista, accompanied by Randy Orton and Ric Flair. So, Evolution is here. Evolution is a mystery. I don't know the rest of the lyrics to that song. And in the main event, Eric Bischoff, accompanied by Chief Morley, a.k.a. Val Venus, defeated Jim Ross in a no-DQ match, which I'm guessing is selling his... uh, not appearance at No Way Out just after this. I've already started watching the the particular premium live event, and Jim Ross is conspicuous 
by his absence being replaced by Jonathan Coachman on commentary. So I'm guessing that is selling that and also selling the fact that, you know, his good buddy Steve Austin is going to be taking on Eric Bischoff at No Way Out. Meanwhile, at the Nashville Fairgrounds Coliseum for NWA TNA pay-per-view number 32, we had in the dark matches Shark Boy pinning Delirious, R.A. Estrada pinning Jim Jeremy V, Sonny Siaki pinning Billy McNeil, and Daisy Hayes pinning Miss Chiff. Miss Chuck. Good one. That's a shit wrestling name that I would come up with. And on the main show, we had America's Most Wanted beating the Harris Twins, Jerry Lynn beating the Spanish announce team, that being, you know, not Hector Guerrero and um, who was the one guy? Hugo Savinovich? Not those guys. No, 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 no. Jose and Joel Maximo, one of the favorite tag teams of... Uh, the Apron Bump podcast going through Ring of Honor. Yeah, Jerry Lynn beat both of those guys in a triangle match. Disgraceland, I did not bother to look up who that is, pinned Shark Boy. For the X Division Championship, we have a precursor to uh, a SmackDown match, probably about two or three years after this. Kid Cash pinning Paul London, who was going on his excursion through the Indies, on his way to the WWE later this year. Mike Sanders, above average himself, pinned Jonah. No, not Jonah Rock, a.k.a. Bronson Reed. A different Jonah. Raven and Low Key beat Sandman and Steve Carino. And in the main event, NWA World Champion Jeff Jarrett pinned AJ Styles. Yawn. Meanwhile... On R.A. Era Podcast's favorite show, Velocity. Seriously, guys, if you want me to review some Velocity with you, please hit me up. Billy Kidman beat Shannon Moore. The full-blooded Italians, being represented by Nunzio and Chuck Palumbo, beat Johnny Jeter, Johnny from the Spirit Squad, and Nova, a.k.a. Simon Dean. <clears throat> now, we have fooled Simon here, put the... Italians on the Simon system, we might have had a different outcome. Uh, Bill DeMott beat Funaki. And in the main event of Velocity, Los Guerreros beat Team Angle by Countout. Now kicking off this episode of SmackDown, we are not live from Indianapolis, as I have said. That, of course, is on February the I believe it was the 20th. Yes, it was the 20th. The Rock is here to kick off this show. We're not quite at his uh, takes forever to start theme. That was just like chef's kiss, like delusional Hollywood brick rock. Man, he's he's great. And uh, no way out is the the event following this uh, three days after this episode of smackdown from montreal quebec canada and i'm recording this on the eve of elimination chamber 2023 we have come full circle we are right back in la belle province nate take a shot there's a lot of booze for the rock there's also a lot of rocky chants 
a lot of Rocky sucks chance. He is not really twisting the knife here quite yet. I know he does when he's in Toronto a couple nights after this, and I just might have to review that show, or I might glance over it like I always do when I review the blue band, blue brand. And there's lots and lots of stalling. Second episode of this podcast. Hey, we hear a finally. Ooh. More stalling. Finally. The Rock said, finally, The Rock has come back to Indianapolis. Who gives a crap? Having been to Indianapolis, uh, yeah. I don't blame you at all, Rock. No, no, no. The Rock's not here. Talk about what the... You don't want to hear what The Rock has to say here today, Hogan Chance. The Rock has this feeling that you're not feeling what The Rock is saying. Like, The Rock doesn't care what the people think, but The Rock doesn't understand what the people think. And then in the middle of this whole thing, the Rock's cell phone goes off. It's The Rock's assistant calling him, asking him, yeah, 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 of course The Rock's flying out here tonight. He's not staying here with all these hicks. Oh, no, 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 no. The Rock doesn't mean you. The Rock means all these, uh, all these hickory trees. And Rock is just really milking this whole phone call. It's, you know, like that douchebag that you get in the elevator with and he's on his cell phone where you get those people who walk out in public uh, on speaker mode, like, use AirPods, please. And he's like, oh, The, the Rock's got to go. And he asks the crowd a serious question. Do you really want to boo The Rock? Yes, boo. Do you understand the line that you cross? Do you understand... The ramifications of this? I want to ask you, why you boo The Rock? Is it because he sold out? He got too big a head? No idea, but now you're going to get a different Rock. And this different Rock is quite possibly the best work of his entire career. First match of the night is Chris Benoit versus A-Train. And this is another like big man versus little man match here. Whole bunch of power spots, and A-Train even breaks out a muscle buster in this match. But Benoit is able to reach the ropes. We get a cross face, we get Germans, we get chops, and then we get a power bomb or some kind of power move reversed into a roll-through and a school by by Chris Benoit, and he wins this match. Backstage, Hulk Hogan arrives, and then Funaki, SmackDown, number one announcer, tries to get an interview with The Rock, but the security guards deny entry. No stairway. Denied. Next up is Rikishi versus Johnny the Bull Stamboli. Forget about it, you stugas. Tonight, SmackDown is brought to you by The Hunted, Nike Shocks, and Stacker 2, a.k.a. Ico Pro 2.0. Rikishi bolts. To Johnny the Bull coming up the ramp here. The rest of the FBI have been kicked out by the referees. In an impressive power spot here, Johnny the Bull 
Crest Slams, the 350-pound Rikishi. Just holy crap, what a spot. Reminder to hydrate during your podcasts, kids. We then see a dumping, twisting leg drop from the top rope by Johnny. But eventually, Rikishi is able to put away the bull, the former Mama Luke, with a super kick. And after the match, we have a post-match beatdown by the FBI. So, this feud must continue. Backstage, Kurt Angle pumps up his team as he accepts an early WrestleMania match from Brock Lesnar tonight. I smell shenanigans. Does anyone else smell shenanigans? Okay, now I'm hungry. What's what's that restaurant with all that goofy shit on the wall and the mozzarella sticks? You mean shenanigans? Ah, man, you just got Farva pistol whipped. Look at what you did. We come to... Oh, man. Eddie and Travel Guerrero vignette here. Lie, cheat, and steal. Los Guerreros are born right here tonight. Now, they've been teaming for quite a while now. They're actually former SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Lest we forget, they won the titles at Survivor Series 02. Hit that up in the archives where King Ricky Rose and I reviewed that show. It was a damn good one, too. Eddie and Chavito are walking through this neighborhood, and they run into a very attractive young lady and her child. You know, like, you know, doing the goo-goo-goo-choo, and, you know, like, what when you see a baby, you just want to be like, oh, look at the baby, and try and make them smile and try and make them laugh. You're like, I do that, right? I'm a cashier, and, you know, I can't help it. Every time I see a little kid, I try and make them laugh. I try to... I try to make an impression because, you know, quite frankly, I'm I'm not going to have kids. That ship has not only sailed, it has sailed, hit an iceberg, and sunk into the bottom of the Atlantic. But we go on. And it says, you know, this girl's name is Emily. And and uh, Eddie here. Hey, you know what Emily means in Spanish, I say? It means light of God. And uh, fact check, that is actually true. And then they're like, oh, go have a nice day. Have a nice day, mamacita. Bye-bye. And then they walk away like, damn, that is the ugliest baby I've ever seen. Lie. And then it reveals that uh, Chavo stole her watch. Is that a Rolex? And Eddie stole the baby bottle. It's like, well, might as well make coffee. Good shit right there. Oh, man, the light, the light, cheat, and steal promos. You know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. I hated this back in the day, believe it or not, because I'm like, these guys are supposed to be baby faces, but lie, cheat, and steal is a heel thing. I was dumb, okay? I mean, I was, I was almost 19 at this point in time. It's a miracle I even had a high school degree and a college degree under my belt. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Leading up into our next match is Rey Mysterio and Billy Kidman going up against Matt Hardy and Shannon Moore. And you know what that means? Matt facts, baby. Today's Matt facts are Matt is miserable when dieting. <laughs> Me too, Matt. Me too. 
And also, Matt finds Shannon very hard to teach. Tonight, Matt Hardy weighs in at 220 and three-quarter pounds as he is being weighed backstage. And he gets progressively more naked as he gets weighed. And now it's just like, okay, I'm all his clothes are off. He's 220 pounds. And then while naked, he tries to hug Shannon more in celebration. Awkward. And with Ray and Billy Kidman here, we have the former WCW tag champs and the only, were they the only WCW Bruiserweight tag team champions? That was a belt that was introduced uh, literally on the last Nitro. So I don't know if they had plans to go through with a reboot at that point in time. Like when I went through the invasion, that's kind of what I've been uh learning and now that uh Matthew and Tom Campbell are right in the midst of that angle on the classic SmackDown podcast on Cultaholic, by the way. Shout out to them. Listen to them. Uh I'm learning the same exact thing. Like there was gonna be a reboot and then well <laughs> you know Buff Bagwell versus who was it? Scott Steiner or something happened on a random nitro not in WCW country. No wonder it went to shit. Shannon Moore, formerly of Three Count, lands a really nice wheel kick here. Uh, V1 and Shannon Moore are old friends from the Omega days. You know, Shane Helms, Jeff Hardy, like that that whole crew. And man, you can just tell they have the chemistry here. Kibben drops Ray on Shannon Moore. There is a side effect on the Billy Kidman, a twist of fate is denied, allowing Billy to land a really nice dropkick, one of the better ones in the business, arguably. A really nice slingshot into a powerbomb spot by V1 on Ray. There's a blind tag, and Kid Kidman, let's get, we get some missile dropkick here. Eventually, this match breaks out into a schmoz, like most tag team champion, mm. championship, tag team random matches do. Twist of fate, Matt pins Billy which means we get the Cruiserweight title on the line at No Way Out. Next up here, the Taker is getting more and more wooden crate gifts being craned into the ring. You've done it now. You've gone and made a big mistake. He kicks open one of the boxes, and it's a puppy. Just a little brown Labrador puppy. You know, he's very friendly to The Undertaker. Fortunately for him and for everyone else, he's not nervous and pissing and shitting and humping everything in sight like the Kennel from Hell match. Man, I, I can never, ever unsee that match. That's, you know, the bit where the rock, rock bottom, the British Bulldog onto the plate. The dog poop, the dog poop, the dog poop. Yeah, he could have just taken the turds from that and... The, ne the next one, the Big Show bursts through and chokeslams The Undertaker. We're set up for No Way Out. The Dead Man versus The Big Man. Next up here... Uh, give me a second. I am out of water. Tori Wilson versus Nadia on a paddle on a pole mat. Russo. Uh, Nidia wins. 
she runs up the thing, gets the paddle, spanks Tori with it. Jamie Noble tries to interfere. Funaki comes out here to even the odds. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Hogan tries to get to the rock backstage, but like Stairway in Wayne's World, denied. So he's like, okay, I'm going to go to the ring, and he's going to have to listen to what I'm going to say. And before he could even speak, out comes the rock, and we have that epic stare down. Not as epic as their WrestleMania 18 stare down, because no offense to Indiana, this was in Indiana, that was in Toronto. And that rematch is in Montreal. Toronto, Montreal, you know, two basically polar opposites in cities. Two cities that have a rivalry when it comes to sports teams. Namely the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, no, the Blue Jays and the, the former Montreal Expos. The Expos are now the Washington Nationals. Uh, but you got the rich history of the Montreal Canadiens and the Toronto Maple Leafs. But they are also two monumental wrestling cities. You know, take a look at that thing that Ariel Helani did about Sami Zayn and wrestling in Montreal. You got the history. You got the Rougeos. You got Dino Bravo. You got the Vashons. You know, Toronto has some of their own. They got, you know, Hutchinson and Sweet Daddy Siki. You got Maple Leaf wrestling. You know, Stu Hart, I think, dabbled over here for a while. I got to backpedal all the way to this and catch my train of thought before it sails off and it's gone. So The Rock has something he wants to say. Hang on, give me some of the people's water. Ugh, yeah, I'm out of water over here. I'm going to have to go to the other, other end of the house to get me some. The Rock tries to apologize and backpedal about everything. And he projects back on Hogan. And it's like, yeah, you called me... A rock of jabroni. I mean, that sounds like something that the Iron Sheik would tweet out today, to be honest with you. One year ago, one year ago, Hogan, you were nothing. I challenged you to a match at WrestleMania, and all of a sudden, you're popular again. Your entire career resurgence is because of me. Speaking of delusional, Hogan then puts Rock in his place, and The Rock mocks him. And then, you know, The Rock says, you know, does his bit, the millions. Silence. And millions. Silence again. Oh, man. We hate and rock today. Okay. We hate and rock. And it's, it's here. Like, delusional Hollywood rock is here. You know, rock's going to be on Raw more. After No Way Out, unfortunately, I might, I'm might i going to dabble into a few of these because he does those rock concerts. You know, I love the bit when he makes fun of leaving Sacramento, and it's like, when the Lakers beat the Kings in May. And then, you know, the greatest thing to hit Canada because the Maple Leafs suck. <laughs> the Maple Leafs reached Game 6 of the Conference Finals in 2002 if it wasn't for a heartbreaker in overtime by, I think it was Jordan Stahl or Rob Brindamore, I forget who. Or if it wasn't for the fact that that entire team was injured and patched up and everyone didn't come back until the literal last game of the playoffs. They could have done something, but would have got their butts kicked by who won it in 2003. 
I want to say Detroit. Yeah, Detroit probably would have mopped the floor with him. Anyways, The Rock backs away here. John Cena has a wrap. He's sitting in a wheelchair selling a knee injury in which uh, Brock Lesnar F5'd him into the ring post. The very same knee injury that would take out a one-legged man some months later. He's wearing the Master Lock necklace. He is in all of his rap garb. He's still wearing that uh, Harlem Globetrotters retro jersey, which, mwah, meh, magnifique, man. Just good stuff. I'm more of a hockey guy, but I love a retro sports jersey. He, he goes on and on about stuff. I think he references his penis a couple of times and talks about something else. We in jail, we inmates, and you just drop the soap. So he's going to uh, sodomize Brock Lesnar. And that, mm, each their own, I guess. We have Angle and Brock. WrestleMania comes early. Or does it? Kurt Angle says that to wrestle me, in order to wrestle me, you gotta beat Charlie Haas. And then, and then, you have to beat Shelton Benjamin. So, that's exactly what Brock Lesnar does. He suplexes F5, he suplexes Charlie Haas a bunch of times. He toys with him a whole lot. He F5s him next. Shelton Benjamin. He tosses his former OVW tag team champion partner around. His former, I believe they were running buddies when they were both in the NCAA with the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers. Bit of a sideberg here. Uh, Their brief uh, (laughs) reunion of sorts at the 2020 Royal Rumble was... It was sweet. I mean, it, it, it was for us hit wrestling history nerds. If you know, you know. And eventually, Brock Lesnar is able to put away Shelton Benjamin with the angle slam, looking directly at you, Bert Angle. It is then down to him and Kurt, which almost immediately is thrown out as Paul Heyman gets a chair, causing a disqualification. And then Kurt Angle tries to get a rear naked choke on Brock Lesnar. He tries to choke him out, but eventually Brock Lesnar powers out of him, sends him packing. And a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, just after the Royal Rumble on a SmackDown, Brock Lesnar had his sit-down interview, and he said that a few things are going to happen. You know, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble. I'm going to become WWE champion, I'm going to get revenge on the big show, and I'm going to F5 Paul Heyman. So far, he has scratched a few of these things off of his list. He has yet to regain his WWE championship, but he has not been able to get his hands on Paul Heyman until now. He grabs him. He has Heyman up for the F5 But Kurt Angle makes the save with the chair. We get a team angle beat down, and Brock Lesnar is haggard ahead of their six-man tag team match at No Way Out. That'll be coming the following week. 
uh, right here on Fratzelmania. Uh, I know I'm recording this a week in advance just because I wanted to get it out of the way. And the week that this comes out, I'm sorry, the week after this comes out, I'm taking on a different responsibility at my job. You know, one of my coworkers is going on a medical, so I'm going to be taking over some of their duties. And a lot of these I think are going to be early mornings. Maybe I won't be live tweeting wrestling events so much, and I think all, all of you just <laughs> jumped up in the air and celebrated. I don't blame you. But I just wanted to get a bunch of things out of the way here, maybe bulk record a few things. But I'm going to be getting into a routine. You know, in the summer, I, I worked six or seven days a week, and I still was able to get a show out every week. So you're probably not going to notice that much of a difference. But I just wanted to let you know what was going on in uh, in my world. No way out's going to be the week after this. You know, I have a hopeful guest lined up for a different show outside of the timeline sometime in March. Uh, by the end of March, early April, it's WrestleMania season. You know, I'm going to do WrestleMania 19. Nate, if you're hearing this, you're you're already on. We were we talked, and I want to invite someone on to preview. WrestleMania 39, so I'm just going to have to throw throw my line out there and uh, see who bites. So folks, that'll be it for this edition of Fretzelmania. Be sure to follow me on all my social medias at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-D-Z-L-E Mania. Honestly, I want less and less to do with Instagram and TikTok. You might see those go by the wayside. I haven't decided that I'm going to delete them yet, but it's probably coming. I'm on Twitter. You can find you can find me there. All all my contact info is is where you need. Also, be sure to listen to the rest of us on Wrestle Addict Radio. Say it with me, kids. The cure for the common wrestling podcast. Every Tuesday, get your weekly TNA fix with Nate, the effing great on Brace for Impact. And God bless you, Nate. You're going through the russo era of tna and man that's a slog you, you thought eric bischoff and hulk hogan era was bad this might just take the cake but yeah i i feel free buddy by the way if you want me to do some impact wrestling with you hit me up i would love to be back on your show speaking of shows i'd love to be back on the king's of the Rings podcast, currently in the Friends of the Show era. This past week, we had the return of Smiley. Shout out to Smiley. And uh, if you want to be on their show, well, you got to hit up King Ricky. You got you got to go through him. Ricky, I'm throwing my line out there. You want me on, hit me up. I'll be on just about any time that you need. And of course, it's almost the weekend. You know what that means. Kicking off your weekend improper YLP fashion with the newly minted, newly returned, still the same old, yet the new and improved Mr. YLP, the Young Lions perspective, is back. So be sure to listen to all of us as you can every week, folks. Till then, keep your stick on the ice. <laughs>